I tried this one chili and it set my mouth on fire and I had to drink a two liter of Mountain Dew. Welcome, Superhouse Podcast listeners, to episode 135. We're going to be reviewing Ant-Man and the Wasp, and then we have a special segment called Top 5 Cartoon Hidden Gems. Get ready. Buckle up. I can't wait for this ep, y'all. Okay. Okay. And I'm joined by Andrew. Hello. Stefan. You go through life, you try to be nice to people, you struggle to resist the urge to punch them in the face, and for what? And it's me, Maddie. <laughs> oh, Sorry, I was, trying to do, I was trying to do my best Moe's lock right there. Kind of <laughs> kick the bucket. That was actually pretty good. Flaming Moe's, one of the best episodes ever made. I could do better. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's get right into it. We're going right into the Ant-Man and the Wasp review. So uh, starting off this here review, uh, I wanted to get right to it, guys. Which one is funnier, this one or Thor Ragnarok? Take it away, Maddie. Uh, I <laughs> thought you were just going to compare it to the first Ant-Man. Uh, if, if that's the case, I think Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, was funnier. Really? Um, I just I really like the stuff with the daughter, man. I thought that stuff was super oh, funny, yeah. super sweet, and I feel like some of the jokes were a little better, but then they continued some stuff, but didn't do them as long. Like the whole, uh, I forget the character's name, but his friend who does like the... He tells the story thing. Michael Pena, thought, yeah, forget yeah, his actual I just character that was name. Better played in this one, um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, dude, I love. Uh, maybe if we can compare it to any of that other guys' movies besides Thor Ragnarok, I think I enjoyed Ant Man and the Wasp a little more, comedy wise. Right. Uh, I mean, there are. I mean, God, I love a lot of the comedy in Thor Ragnarok, but I think some of it's just because I like his movies. And I don't know if I if I'd never seen like Boy or What We Do in the Shadows or Hunt for the Wilder People. I don't know if I'd been. I think I might have been slightly confused of the comedy. It's like who's Korg? Why is he talking like he's from New Zealand? Like <laughs> what's going on? Like but yeah. because I know it's him, I expect those things, you know. So I don't know. I mean. I, this is a hard question, Andrew. Why you got to do this? I want to start off with the good ones. And the reason is because the, the Thor Ragnarok was the last uh, lighthearted one. And then, of course, we had that really heavy-handed one with Avengers 3. So, uh, Oh, yeah, that that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just the infinity. So I wanted to compare Jeez. it comedy-wise. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Stefan, what would you think? Um, I think to answer your question, I'd say Ant-Man and the Wasp was funnier than R- Thor Ragnarok. I think Thor Ragnarok is a great movie that's like, oh, wow, it's funny, too. You know, <laughs> like, just right, happens right, right. to also be funny. Um, but it is also, like, a fresh and lighter take on that uh, on that series. Um, so I think it did definitely stand out in terms of its comedy. But I'd say Ant-Man and the Wasp was super funny. It wasn't, like, super-duper funny, but it was solidly hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Does uh, that make sense? <laughs> solidly hilarious. Uh, I mean, I sort of get where you're going, yeah. I mean, I get it enough, I think. Um, Good. 
I, I uh, this is a real tough one for me because I, I've said it very many times. I'm a big Walton Goggins fan, and uh, when he delivered that line, this is my friend Uzman. Uzman. The way, just the way he said that name was hilarious. The yeah. daughter was hilarious. Uh, God, where'd they get that girl, man? She's fucking hilarious, dude. Who? Which and, one? Uh, the, the little girl. Yeah, his daughter. Oh yeah, she was good. And uh, yeah, of course Scott Lang, uh, Paul Rudd, also hilarious. Again, he has a certain kind of humor that I think not many people can do. It's weird because he's he's like equally like. Uh, knows it's weird when you look at his face when he's acting and he does this a lot of roles it's, it's like he knows it's gonna be funny he, it, <laughs> no that's not even, it's not even that it's weird it's like I mean maybe a little bit of that but it's like he it's equal amounts he knows what he's saying is ridiculous and 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 doesn't matter but at the same time it's almost the exact same amount of like genuineness to it too i don't know it's really hard to explain man but only i feel like only paul rudd really does things like like that and gets away with it oh and yeah. also just the shot of walton goggins on that fucking boat going <laughs> going away holding that fucking building yeah <laughs> something was, was funny so, just about that visual <laughs> that was great yeah that was some really genius like visual comedy that like if it was any if it was anybody else it wouldn't be as funny but it's something funny about walton goggins in that in that role <laughs> doing that uh but uh, yeah, all right, cool. Um, <clears throat> also, getting right to it. Let's just let's just get right to it. What's your favorite part, Maddie? I would say the beginning part where he's going through the tunnel with his daughter was awesome. <laughs> like oh, that whole yeah, structure yeah. he made was yeah. so fun. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Just like him playing with his daughter, I really liked a lot of the. Like I said earlier, just I liked a lot of the stuff with his daughter. Just you know, him trying to like wrestle, being like there for her and being Ant Man. Um, you don't really we don't really see that a lot in this cinematic universe you know i guess we got a little taste when like we met jeremy we met hawkeye's family um but i feel like ant-man's like it's the family marvel movie you know right and i love the whole like relationship with like his ex-wife and he's like not trying to get back with her and he like doesn't like bobby kavanaugh that like but he appreciates him and i love how it's just like a weird family dynamic Like, every time he comes in for that hug, I was just like, this is hilarious and kind of heartfelt. Um, <laughs> uh, I love seeing uh, Walton Goggins in it, too, because he's great. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? Um, oh, my God, dude. So much shit happens so in that movie. Much, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love this stuff uh, with the giant ant and the uh, uh, while he was, like, being doing Ant-Man shit. Um, I liked a lot of the fight scenes, too, with... Um, him and the wasp i thought those were done really well like they used each other's abilities really well but yeah man and ghost was fucking sick <laughs> yeah she was cool uh all right stefan um my favorite part is probably the uh, is pro- i'd probably say the fight scene in the kitchen um, when you get a little bit more of evangeline lily i really loved her introduction as the wasp you know what no i'm gonna go with her introduction as the wasp, her first fight scene in the when she after she confronts Walton Goggins' character, um, that shit was dope. The other scene in the kitchen was dope. But my very favorite moment, probably out of the whole movie, because it almost wasn't like a whole scene, was seeing Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne as Ant Man and Wasp on the rocket and stuff. It was cool. It was like for a moment there, kind of reminded me of like I don't know X Men First Class or something that more historical look or like Marvels that comic that was like. I don't know. It was cool. It was cool to see him in like an earlier time. 
All right. I th- I think my favorite, like I guess, like the single shot to be real specific, is just that little pan down to the t- to the daughter with that like kind of weird smile on her face. Oh yeah. <laughs> In that one scene, and uh, when they're watching on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I think I don't know something about her face was hilarious. Um, I I'm, I would be surprised if you got cast just from that <laughs> just from that look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so uh, yeah. All right. So what could have been better, Maddie? Um, I don't know. I don't really have any complaints with it. I thought it was fun. Um, God. These are really good questions, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't really think I had any. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, I sometimes I just like a straight-up villain, but then again, I liked it. No one was really a villain. They were just, I mean, besides Walton Goggins, but like more of a super villain, I guess, to say. Like a, right, like a situation right. To- totally down. evil because type. And I guess the only thing that kind of bugged me throughout the movie was that if they all would have just sat down and talked together with, like, Ghost and Larry Fishburne's character and, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp and Hank Pym, they all could have just worked together to solve each other's problems. Right. And it was like the whole time was like, God damn it, just stop fighting. Like, fight Walton Goggins, and then you all can work together. You can save Ghost, and you can get you can get the, the OG Wasp back. Go, Team Go! Just, yeah, but I didn't really have a complaint with it because, I mean, that's most, like, hero-villain movies that kind of work out this way. That, um, so I'm just glad that, like, that they didn't kill off Ghost because I feel like she could be a really cool character later on in the Marvel Universe. Yes, exactly, um, yeah. So I'm glad that didn't happen. Um, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, I mean, it's kinda, after what happened at the events of Infinity War with people disappearing and basically dying it's like no one can die in this movie just keep everybody alive <laughs> but yeah i mean i i had a great time watching it i i remember when ant-man was coming out and i was like oh cool edgar Wright's gonna direct that's gonna be sick they're like peyton reed's gonna direct i was like who the fuck is this guy i don't want to <laughs> see this movie because it's not edgar Wright and blah 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 and i remember seeing the first ant-man and really enjoying it and i was like can he can they do it again and i think they did it again like I think Ant-Man is a surprise series of movies that I continually want to see. Yeah, definitely. Because it's just, it's fun. It's I mean, it'll be interesting to see what the events of the next Avengers happens, because Paul Rudd is stuck in the fucking quantum realm right now, so... Right, right, right. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see what, how his character shows up in that movie. So, uh, yeah, man. I don't know. All right, cool. Uh, what could have been better, Stefan? Um, I think... It was pretty solid overall. I think maybe Ghost's motivations can be, could have been a little bit better expressed earlier on somehow, possibly. But I felt like she had enough motivation that it was like cool. Like her power made her really cool and her ability and stuff. So anything tacked on was cool. And I felt like the flashback moment was kind of felt like started getting into feeling a little convoluted. Um so oh, right. it, made, it, yeah. it made her her motivation seem a little weak, but it was already like we're in the throes of this. And you had Walton Goggins. Um, I liked that lot, the black market like super tech kind of wheeling and dealing he was into. I'm sure that's going to turn up more, and hopefully he shows up more. Um, um, so, but yeah, overall, I'd say not too many problems. Um, definitely, always want more. What's his name? Um, Mario. Michael Pena. Michael Pena. 
Yeah. <laughs> Michael Pena. He's just, he's like him and Paul Rudd are very similar in terms of their, their comedic kind of confidence. I'd say they both have mm-hmm. that like twinkle in their eye where they're like, that's <laughs> right. some funny, that's some original right. funny ass shit. And that's why right. that dude's career is so good. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have much to complain about either, man. I mean, this is another solid film. Uh, somebody brought up online that, uh, the first Avengers was like 14 movies ago. <laughs> yeah. Damn. And they were four before that, I think, you know, yeah. to the beginning. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, I think the only, the major thing is just uh, I wanted, they mentioned Michael Pena getting into a suit and then they never show it. Uh, I wish oh, they would have no. shown him getting into a non-powered suit. <laughs> that would have been yeah. tight. They, they could have gotten some comedic next, gold out of dude, that. He had that sweet-ass ride, sure. though. That's true. Yeah. At least That's he had the suit. ride. I love that. He'll get. They'll put him in a suit on the next one. Yeah, it'll be something ridiculous. Yeah. They have to use him for. It's That's what I like. That I, <clears throat> in the movie, I don't feel like there's any character that kind of goes to waste. Like they're all used for whatever reason. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, Ti's character. I'm just kind of like meh. But I like the uh, Russian. I love. I love that Ti's there though. I love that he's fun <laughs> and a fucking. Because that dude's seen some dirty, dirty, dark Georgia shit, man. To be like ascend to the level, he's in this like great Marvel movie. Anyway, he's one of the yeah. best rap- rappers from the South, in my opinion, too. Yeah, absolutely. I also like how they're the worst <laughs> yeah. thieves ever. Yeah, <laughs> I like that other actor too. He was in Dark Knight and yeah, he's a Chicago. Oh, Avenger, that's apparently. right. He's yeah. that guy that the Joker fucks up, right? Yeah, in the, he keeps the popping, shooting he scene, he keeps popping up, and he ha- he's been getting like really great character roles like that. That guy's Baba awesome. Yaga. Yeah, Baba Yaga. Oh, man. Maybe. Speaking of which, side note, when are we going to see some Hellboy shit? Anyway, Baba Yaga. Who knows, man? Who knows when that'll happen? I want it now. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, dude, I guess there's not much else wrong with the fucking film. I guess we know how these indeeds are going to go at the end of this fucking episode. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Next very important question. Was anybody disappointed you didn't get to see big old Larry Fishburne? Maddie. <laughs> uh yeah. I mean any I mean we got Michael Douglas in a fucking suit this time and we get we get OG Wasp and like weird I don't know where she got those clothes from in the quantum realm, but you know, that's just me thinking because oh, her right, suit looked right. pretty badass. Yeah. But I was like, where the fuck did you get some cloth there? Like maybe those powers like, allowed her to like weave something together from I don't know. <laughs> you know, at some point I was just Nerd. like, She looks pretty badass and I like that it's kind yeah. of like a weird kind of like post-apocalyptic kind of outfit <laughs> yeah, like awesome. she's in some weird world and like who knows what the fuck happens there so i mean she i was, su- I, I was surprised she aged man like i was expecting her to like not age in the quantum realm yeah yeah and she, uh she looks good yeah she looked i mean very, very I mean, good very good yeah of course i mean that the thing is is like i don't know how much of more of that like younger cg stuff i can take because michael Douglas oh, yeah. looks kind of weird to me <laughs> I mean, I Michelle it. Pfeiffer still looks really good, so I wonder how much like touch up they had to do for her scenes. And Larry Fishburne was young too. Yeah, yeah. and it's just like, all right, I need to get at it. It's get, it gets a little weird when I watch it. I'm like, but I know they're old. Why are they so young? <laughs> wait, wait but, for um, the Irishman. Yeah, uh, dude, the Scorsese yeah. project that's gonna have the, all that aging kind of effect and stuff. That's gonna be a trip for a movie like that. Anyway, I mean, I, I'm maybe if it's boy. just like. 
Yeah, I'm not going to try to get on that tangent right now. I mean, I guess maybe we'll just review that movie. <laughs> Stay, when it comes on out and say, yeah. Stay on target. Stay on target. Yeah, I think it would have been sweet, but I, I, they didn't kill him off. I was afraid that Ghost would end up killing him by accident or something, which would turn her even more villainous or whatever. And I was like, don't kill Larry Fishburne. But with him still being alive in Ant Man 3, maybe we'll get like everyone in their costumes having to help out. And I was like, that'd be sick, man. I need so, a team high five. I, I mean, I would have Hell loved yeah. to have seen it. I just don't think the movie had time for it. And I think if yeah. we would have seen it, it would have been like, oh my god, fucking. The flashback should have incorporated it somehow. Yeah, I mean, maybe just, we'll see. If it he was just one. giant in the background when that before that explosion happened, somehow tie it to that, and then he's like feels compelled to help this girl because he was also there. That would have been cool. Something like that. And yeah. then we saw Goliath. That's my answer to the question. <laughs> cool i mean it was my turn but whatever i know i just the thought was there. <laughs> sorry kidding, sorry maddie it was like a tandem it was like a tag team boom like i remember got it, when man. fucking the dudley boys with the one would come run up under the other one and then drop him like i mean that's boom. what we did we just yeah. we tagged him that shit wrestling we're the fucking all the listeners dudley boys Dang. of podcast world <laughs> <laughs> these are wrestling characters if you don't know anyway awesome. sorry tangent boy by the way, the new day is awesome. They're hilarious. Um, oh, yeah. All right, uh, cool. Again. Well, I guess what, since you tag team that one, um, yeah, yeah, this yeah. was sort of a jokey question, but it's a jokey movie. And fucking, uh, yeah, of course we wanted to see fucking Goliath, <laughs> and uh, but uh, it didn't happen. But hopefully we'll see that at some point. That would be tight. And yeah. we need a third Ant Man anyway. Dude, I, this movie made the box office was really good. Well, it it's. Good. It's really good for most movies, and it's just on par for Disney movies for Disney yeah. Marvel. Uh-huh. So it's like their whole standards changing, man. Yeah, you know, like sure. a mega hit for anybody else is just like par for the course for fucking Marvel Disney. Yeah. So so uh, yeah. They're trying All to right. keep the Titanic afloat. Pretty much, man. Uh, so fucking a. Going on to the next question, um, Stefan, you basically answered this sort of, kind of before, but uh, Maddie, what do you think of Ghost in general and her whole plot line? Um, I mean, I didn't mind it. I liked her. I thought it was a cool villain, and I'm always down for villains in cool suits. And I thought her suit was fucking sick. Yeah, I did too. And I thought, you know, I mean, maybe her motivations could have been a little more realized. But I thought they were pretty standard for like a, I mean, for a comic book movie. That's cool. I mean, I like that she just wasn't a villain just to be a villain. Or she's like, oh, I was wrong. So I'm just going to take out everyone who uses quantum technology. It's like, no, I'm dying. And this is the only way I know to be because they trained me to be a fucking assassin. And I was like, that's fine. That's cool. I liked it. You know, her and uh, Larry have that scene at the end where he's like, I'm not leaving you. Because she got no papa, no mama no more. Yeah. And I really like that relationship that they've kind of forged. And and that scene where Larry Fishburne is like, if you go after his daughter, I'm not going to help you. Yeah. And I was like, sick, because they already did that in the first movie. I want to see that shit again. And and, like to do it again would be like, this is the only way you can get to Scott Lang is like, oh, I'm going to go after his like daughter and his ex-wife. And yeah, it's just like, you. I mean, you can use that a couple more times, but not in your second film. Like, think outside the box. Give us something different. I like that. You know, it was kind of tied into the Hank Pym thing, and Scott Lang's just along for the ride of this, like, legacy of Ant-Man, you know? Uh, I think that's pretty interesting, because no one else in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is, you know, no one else has a story like this, you know? So. Right. It's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, I thought she was a cool villain. I'm definitely interested to see what they do with her, since they didn't kill her off. 
So is she going to be in the next Avengers movie? Will she be a part of God, the Ant-Man team? So. Uh, I mean, I need Valkyrie to show up, to be honest, and Korg in the next one. Oh, man. Yeah. I just need a team high five. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I liked it. I mean, I don't have any basis on her character in the comic, though, so as a just the film. It worked for me. Me either. All right, uh, Stefan, you have anything else to say about Ghost uh, in general? Uh, yeah, you know? just uh, the actress; she was great. Um, the costume she was, looked she, awesome. By the way, since you said that, she uh, yeah. just a pin in that she fucking uh, she was recommended by Spielberg. Whoa, cool! Yeah, Spielberg was, was like, she "Hey, she, she'll what, be good I, for this role." What was she? She was in something else, I think. I don't know. I'll anyway, what else were you saying? She was great. She was great, um, and the the visualization of her power at work, you know when she was fighting and stuff was like so cool you know just you know in a way reminding me of maybe like a nightcrawler or something like that just seeing this really well realized visualized fight scene with this phasing power you know it's just like take note x-men next x-men team if you do some shadow cat shit or something or nightcrawler blah 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 anyway it was just really cool her whole thing was really cool which makes her stand out i think with some of the villains um even though it seems like I was thinking about this on the way home. It seems like, you know, a lot of the villains in the Marvel Universe have kind of been painted as being a little lackluster in terms yeah. of their their their, pip, their their roles within the film. But I think we're still kind of jazzed at the whole idea of seeing our superheroes on like come to life on screen. So mm-hmm. it's just like, holy fuck, I want to see them do whatever. Just put bad guys in front of them, you know? <laughs> so I think, I think Thanos is kind of a turning point for that and... and you know, even though I have some issues with maybe Ghost's motivation, I still feel like she was a really standout villain in the same way that um, Michael B. Jordan, what the fuck, Killmonger was. Uh, so, kudos to Marvel. <laughs> Side note, she was in Ready Player One. Uh, That's right, she, she was, was the, the secretary badass. I love her. <laughs> yeah, hell, yeah, hell, yeah. Hell Fucking yeah. stellar year for her, huh? She was also in Tomb Raider as well. Damn. Oh, oh shit. shit. She was the friend, the training friend, fighting her? No, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, Hell. I can't yeah. remember Hell. either, but yeah. she was in it. Hell. Sorry. Hell yeah. I actually didn't have a problem with the, but the motivation either. Whenever we find out that it, it's like an ailment she has and she can't control it, I actually yeah. really appreciated that because I was, was thinking like it was... Shit. I thought it was going to be the suit. I, like the whole time, I just thought it was the suit, like an Iron Man thing or whatever, or the Ant Man, like the powers in the suit. But it's not. It's a, it's something that she has to deal with. It's like a cancer of some sort. So, uh, and then, I know it's been done a thousand times before, and you know, but still, I thought it was kind of cool. And like, y- you do get a little bit of the, uh, uh, do the do the ends justify the means? Like she's willing to like kill a kid take take the daughter for a second there and the, and like Larry Fishburne's there to kind of stop her from doing some crazy shit uh you know and but she's just you know a little evil she you know that's where that's where she becomes a villain she's she kind of crosses that line or she wants to at least you know uh yeah. Yeah. to 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 meet her ends so uh that's that's what makes the difference between a hero and a villain sometimes i think uh, yeah. Yeah. so uh i i appreciated all that stuff so i thought i thought it was pretty cool and uh all right moving on um <laughs> crunchy uh, we what about walton goggins everybody uh maddie what'd you think of him i watch walton goggins in anything any day <laughs> yeah. anytime uh I, the dude can just command a fucking yeah 
screen, man. I mean, I think it's kind of weird because I just uh, rewatched uh, Hateful Eight not too long ago. And <laughs> he's so good, dude. He's and so he's good also in Django Unchained. Yeah. And um, he, just the like one Terry like with certain dialogues, and you let him run wild. He's fucking amazing. I'm just gonna sit mm-hmm. back and, and think about how lucky I am. Yeah. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> I like so Tomb Raider and like this don't use Walton Goggins to the best of his acting ability, but I love when he shows up on screen. I really wish he would have been like maybe a major villain within the Marvel Universe because someone who would show up time and time again. Because mm-hmm. I think he's such a good villain, like he really needs to just like have that moment, not just be a sleazy arms dealer anymore. Like yeah. I'd love to see him play some kind of rogues gallery of some character, you know, the Riddler. But, Oh, oh I, God. He would be. He. I think he'd be a sick Riddler. He'd be actually, a darker Riddler. Actually, but it'd that'd be, be cool. interesting. Yeah, very interesting. I am but, the casting uh, oracle. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I love watching him in movies. I, you know, he just command like when he's on the screen and he's doing his part. It's like he knows what he's doing, and that's. I, I don't know, man. I'm in love with him. That's what I'm just. I'm gonna say it. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stefan. Yeah, Walton Goggins is a gem. Um, he, he like <laughs> you could tell him right there. <laughs> <laughs> hidden gem, um, diamond in the rough, baby. Uh, he, uh, the second he's on screen, you can tell he kind of is wielding his ability with confidence and stuff. Like he's just really commanding the scene. You know, after working with Tarantino and everything, he's just he's so skilled, or just showing that how skilled he is. And then to see him turn up in this, you're just like, oh man, this movie's fun to begin with. It just got funner. <laughs> yeah. More yeah. fun. <laughs> um, Walton Goggins is amazing. Uh, what can you say? Yeah, can you say? I, I didn't know much about this guy actually until Hateful Eight. And there's just, whenever he said that line, I'm going to sit back and think about how lucky I am. They're in that, they're in that fucking uh, <laughs> yeah. carriage or some shit, horse drawn yeah. carriage. Oh man, that line was so hilarious! And then uh, I did watch Vice Principals on uh, on HBO, dude. It, again, it's not like I feel like you get a hundred percent Walton Goggins and Hateful Eight, uh-huh. and then Vice Principals is, is dialed in around seventy five, eighty, and uh, maybe Ant Man's around sixty, sixty five percent. But uh, uh, yeah, you get a bunch of gems in. Uh, <laughs> I love I love those Jody Hill movies and TV shows. Eastbound is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Walton mm. Goggins was not in Eastbound and Down, right? I don't. I don't sadly enough, yeah. he was in a show called Justified, though the first season. Oh yeah, and he's yeah, yeah. really good in that. Oh yeah, he's the you, get the, in you get the full Goggins yeah. in that one. Moving on, uh, what did you think about Pfeiffer's storyline uh, and the quantum realm in general? This is kind of a multi-part question here. Um, and uh, also, uh, what powers did she gain? Did she gain some shit in the in the quantum realm, like quantum healing? Uh, yeah, Maddie? dude, she yeah, dude, she fucking healed Ghost for a little bit anyway, or made her better. Because at the end credit scene, he has to go in and get healing shit out of the quantum realm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, to help Ghost, they even mention that, and then he gets stuck there. Right, right, right. Spoilers. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, Quantum Realm. I thought it looked sick. The tardigrade field was fucking awesome and terrifying. Yeah. I was when they were getting closer. I was like, Michael Douglas, you got to get the fuck out of there right now. They're cute. Like, come they'll on, eat you. right, 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 right. Yeah, right. yeah, they're cute. <laughs> but they'll eat you because I think he has that line where he's like, 
Scott never said how beautiful it was. And you're like, yeah, but oh, those paragraphs yeah. are coming your way. <laughs> yeah, right. That was really um, cool, though. I love that callback. That was nice. Yeah, uh, I I thought all that design stuff is, like, super trippy and super awesome. And, I like, visually it's cool to look at. Um, about Janet, that was cool. I just, you know, I have a lot of questions about what goes on in that realm, but... I don't think we're going to get anything really answered till maybe a third Ant-Man or maybe an Avengers. Like, Scott may say a couple of things, like how he gets out of it or something. I don't know. I mean, it's cool. I just don't know a lot about her, or if it was ever in the comics that she, like... I assume that's a comic thing that she was there, and then they pulled her out. I thought she was going to come out and be slightly evil, so maybe she'll be a villain. That would be kind of cool. A healing villain. That would be interesting. She seems like she can use those powers for anything, but I don't know the extent of them. I mean, maybe if it's in a comic. Well, they are all alone at that big house. On the beach. Oh, yeah. That was was a cool scene. I mean, I'd be interested to, like, read or, like, hear some theories for sure um, about her. But, yeah, I thought all that stuff was fucking dope. I mean, I'm glad they went back. I assume that's what this movie was mainly going to be about was trying to get her back. I was like, how'd she survive? And she's like, I got powers. And I was like, cool. You can just survive in the realm. That's fine. And age. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a smart guy. So uh, I just believe it. <laughs> Whatever you say, Marvel. <laughs> Basically, unless I, unless I read the Ant-Man, the Ant-Man issues where I was like, that makes no sense because of this issue. This is supposed to happen. And she's supposed to, when she comes to the real world, she's supposed to turn to dust. Can that be a t-shirt? What, whatever I'm you not, say, Marvel? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Super House, whatever you say, Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right, uh, Stefan, uh, the fucking Pfeiffer shit. Um, I, thought, I thought it was really cool. It was really great to see her. Um, she looked great when they found her. The Quantum Realm looked fucking awesome. Uh, the Tardigrades was good. I half expect to see Dermammu in that bitch. Oh, I, I felt the same way. It's like they're it similar was, vibes. Yeah, you never know what's lurking from the Marvel universe up into the quantum realm. So, be interesting to see Ant Man three. Uh, this will be a multi part <laughs> answer. Uh, I also <laughs> liked the tech quite a bit. Are you going to ask about the tech at all? Uh, yes. <laughs> all right. So now go we'll ahead with the, the tech. Go ahead with the tech. Oh, I was just saying, I like uh, specifically. For this question, I'll say I liked the little pod and and Hank Pym's uh, little quantum verse or quantum realm astronaut suit, quantum knot. Yeah. <laughs> quantum knot. That's cool. <laughs> the fucking quantum. That copyright. Um, <laughs> what the fuck am I? I smoked a lot of weed. Um, <laughs> but it reminded me of like inner space a little bit. Fucking, you remember that movie? Martin I never Short saw that, and, but I, I know oh, what you're talking it's about. so good. But anyway, yeah, it's like tiny little space pod thing. So I liked the design of that thing and the design of the costume, and hopefully we'll talk more about the tech later. That's a hidden gem of an 80s movie, right? Inner Space? Fucking A it is. All right. Uh, yeah, I fucking uh, love the Quantum Realm shit, just like you said, uh, Stefan. I think that the fucking... Um, oh, and did I mention Michelle Pfeiffer looks good? Yeah, she's a little bit too good looking for her age. She's on... She's like vampires or something. Mm-hmm. Drinking some blood of the young young people. G-Milf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fucking... Uh, the, the Quantum Realm, man. So I felt like that was like a sister universe or like a, a, a similar vibe to the astral plane or whatever the fuck that is in um, Doctor Strange. 
and uh, yeah, yeah. But it's it's like there's a spiritual version. This is the sciency version. I have watched a bunch of fucking documentaries in my day about the quantum realm, and I will, I appreciate that shit because uh, they all say kind of similar shit. Where they'll say like planets and big things are highly predictable, but the quantum realm when you go super small, none of it's predictable. It, they they always say this that like things exist in not within uh, any kind of like real definition. It's all probability. So like, it's extremely hard to understand. And uh, it, I, I guess they try to uh, what do you call it? Like illustrate that with the with how weird it looks in the movie. Um, uh-huh. So that was I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And. Uh, as far as like the power she gains, I guess she's like a quantum healer now. But does that does that connect with any Marvel character in the comics? Is she supposed to be somebody now? Let's ask Google. <laughs> but nobody knows offhand. No, I've never. I mean, I don't. I've never gotten into like the Ant Man comics. Yeah, me either. So I th- actually thought I the character watched- was a little bit lame before these movies. Who no. the Ant Man? I thought it, I just like a guy that grows small and big. I was just like, eh, you know. But now I see it's like, oh, this is really cool, you know. So yeah. I'm just yeah, saying that was my prejudice before the movies. I like him yeah. a lot. I like him a lot now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was like you never thought you were ever going to see an Ant Man movie, really. No, I mean, we never thought we were going to see fucking Thor, for that matter, yeah. dude. I mean, now it's a fucking household name. Crazy. Uh. Stefan, I didn't actually have this tech question planned, but let's uh, let's let's play off the fucking cuff or whatever. So, yeah. wh- so you wanted to talk about uh, the suits and the fucking um, the the quantum uh, fucking jump Pym-tech. device or whatever the fuck? Yeah, Pimtech. Pimtech. Yeah, I like the design. I like the design of all the stuff we saw. The little the desks. You know, they put a lot of detail into just the the stations that that the various characters were operating at. You know, um, right. Uh, like the van looked really cool inside. The outside looked really cool. Had all this like tech stuff on it, and you just like Hank Pym seems like the workaholic type of guy who just can't stop making shit. And you know, it's just like everywhere. It's attached to him. It's attached to his friends. It's just like spreading, you know. Right, and, right, right. Uh, and I like how you know in the first movie you got a little bit of it with mostly the costume and his laboratory and stuff. Um, this time the laboratory was like a main focus so we got to see a lot of it inside so it looked like they put a lot of detail into like just kind of showing you like the way that Hank Pym thinks you know what I mean that was really fun for me to think about while I was watching this Um, the costume designs looked sick man I love the helmets and everything about it I like how you can see the wings anyway I just like the design of the costumes I think were really cool and I like I like the malfunctioning of the suit and like seeing Scott have to problem solve really quickly and you know because now that he's stuck in the quantum realm it's like he's like probably sitting there for like half an hour like cracking jokes and stuff like nervously (laughs) before he figures something out he's right he rides a tardigrade or something i don't know um (laughs) but i yeah i really got a kick out of the tech in this movie and the approach to pym tech and his entire mental process and how that was also kind of um crucial to the the storyline and and the emotional crux between him and Goliath. Boom. All right. Uh, before we go forward, uh, uh, Maddie, as far as the tech and uh, suit designs and things like that. I thought it looked sick. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, Ghost Suit looked amazing. I uh, just like the look of it. I don't know what it's supposed to look like in the comic book uh, world, but this one looked cool. I liked the little bit of upgrade that Amon got in his like suit that fucked up all the time, which was a hilarious bit when he turned that little baby child version of, of Ant-Man. <laughs> oh, yeah, that little kid. <laughs> like third, um, third grader. Yeah, I like that you can definitely tell a difference between the Wasp and Ant-Man, but their suits are very similar as well. Which is cool. Uh, I love that she has lasers and wings, and have that one scene where Scott's like, "She got, she's got wings and lasers." Did you not have that tech when you made the suit? He's like, "No, I did." The thing with Ant Man, it's like you get to see a lot of really cool technology being built and stuff. Um, that was cool. I like them using the ants to help them lift heavy things. But that was shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I liked that Lawrence Fishburne twice was cornered by several ants. <laughs> yes. That would be terrifying. <laughs> Um, and you know ants drumming on a uh, little uh, on a drum uh, electronic drum set that's pretty sick too <laughs> yeah I, I didn't really uh, I, I, again like I said I didn't really fucking have this question planned but I do like the suits quite a bit I think I'm, yeah, I like the wasp suit more than Ant-Man suit something cool about that color and overall design and the wings of course I think that's very fucking uh-huh. cool. And lasers. I love how she would just retract them so effortless, effortlessly, yeah. running across the knives and everything. Yeah, God, yeah, yeah. I love Evangeline Lilly. She's oh, that's yeah. my favorite part of this movie. She's a she's a welcome addition to the MCU. Oh, I love her so much. <laughs> Couldn't take my eyes off her. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, Ghost Suit as well. Fucking great. Uh, the the quantum machines. They 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 were good, but I didn't. They didn't like stand out to me overall. Just the fact that one was in a fucking like van and they can shrink it to whatever size they need, which is really cool. Um, one of the things. This is kind of jumping back to a previous question, but. I guess another very small thing is I could have done more with them, like changing the size, like you know the size, like with the um, table salt and the Pez dispenser. Yeah. I could have done with even more of that. Like yeah, I thought definitely. that was that was so cool. Like to turn regular household items. Yeah, I love bigger. he's riding the the pickup truck and stuff like a scooter. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely more of those kind of ideas are welcome for sure there's so much mileage too with for, with the comedy with the with like the 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 stereotypical like car jump but it's a fucking hot wheel sized car <laughs> yeah. like that just, that goes such a long way uh we're actually man we're running right through this shit guys i guess we've like we've had, of, we've had a lot of practice doing this shit <laughs> okay <We're old>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh the uh the fbi guy randall park um, that that was also kind of unexpected little uh, bit of comedy there. Did did you guys have any thoughts about this guy? Um, yeah, he was awesome. He, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, perfect, I guess that's not much to say about that. <laughs> anyway, sorry, uh, yeah, Maddie. Uh, go, Maddie, do you have anything? I know he's kind of a throwaway character, just about. But uh, I I thought it was fun. Um, yeah, I, I really like that scene where. But he says that thing to uh, Paul Rudd's character, and he's like, "Wait, did you think we we're gonna go out?" And then yeah. towards the end, they keep riffing off each other. He's like, "Wait, did you really want to go get lunch or something?" <laughs> and he's like, I, I, "Just like throws like I really like that." And there's another part where he's like, "Well, yeah, I'm a youth minister." Like, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, there's just a lot of really weird back and forth between the two, and I think they like kind of with Michael Pena's character and Paul Rudd. I think those guys work really well together, and I'm sure those some of that stuff's probably improv, you know. Yeah, they um, work well together. So I, I like the interaction. I don't think I necessarily needed it, 
you know, but it was like an added little bonus of comedy. And I think, you know, like most people have said and we've said here, it's like it was much needed to just laugh and feel good about a Marvel movie <laughs> again. Right, you know? right, right. Just like it was a much needed like, all right, I can breathe now till the next film. Yeah. So that was going to be heavy, too. So. And then it's like you didn't even get to breathe that much because you knew the end credits seemed like either his daughter's going to disappear or someone's going to disappear. And right. I was kind of upset that the wasp had to go because I oh, thought that right. would have been a badass to scene the wasps show up to help fight fucking Thanos because I, I really like the scenes of like them not seeing each other for two years or talking. And then like basically she just wanted to be invited to go fight with Captain America. You know, like, right. who wouldn't? And I love that scene where he's like, what you've got? Yeah. And she's like, we'll never know, and walks out, and you're like, she would have fucking went with you because she loves you, motherfucker? Come on! <laughs> was, yeah. you know, it's just like, all I know is that if I would have went, you wouldn't have got caught. Boom! Yeah, and it's such a great Erection. fucking line about their relationship and stuff, and I don't know. I just, I really like the relationships in the movie. What were we talking about again? The FBI guy, but that was good shit, though. <laughs> yeah, it's a relationship, too. Maybe they'll, you know. Maybe they will have dinner. Maybe that should have been the final cut scene at the end instead of the one. <laughs> and then yeah. they're having shawarma together. Callback. Shawarma. Yeah. Uh, fucking. Uh, did you uh, answer, uh, Stefan? No. Dot. Yeah. What was the question? Again? Randall Park, FBI guy. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, he was funny. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I wanted to ask this because uh, I, I thought he was kind of a welcome addition too. And man, he was just funnier than expected. Man, like uh, I don't know. I, I I haven't seen this guy. But I know he was like I guess he was Kim Jong Il in uh, the interview. All but, right. And this is this is public knowledge. He was added Kim Jong-un. to Kim Jong Randall Un. Park. This guy, this FBI guy, was added to Aquaman in reshoots. Oh, wow. So, uh, gonna be interesting gonna to see. Gonna play talking fish or some shit. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, th- I think he's another um, like a uh, agent of some some kind, uh-huh. uh, but I'm not exactly sure. And uh, fucking yeah, I, I don't know. I it was the comedy was good. Another welcome addition. Another s- different style of comedy. And uh, actually, I think this guy is very well suited for uh, other more like traditional Disney movies. Like if they, if Disney ever wanted to really make a good. I don't know why I thought this, but like a good family film with an Asian family, Asian American like family. Blank check I don't know what, but like <laughs> some some movie like that, I could definitely see him being the dad in it. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, welcome edition. And so uh, this has been welcome edition. Bush. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, all right. So. Uh, we're almost at the end here, man. Uh, we got to ask this question. This is a, one of the closing questions here. Uh, <clears throat> Maddie, what do you think will happen with Ant-Man for Avengers 4? How does he help take down Thanos? How does Ant-Man get out of the quantum realm? That's a loaded question, and it's two. Um, your uh, your, your uh, predictions. Um. I don't know how the fuck he's going to get out of the quantum realm, but he got out of it once before, so he's not just, like, some kind of... I mean, it's easy when he's compared to, like, Hank Pym. He is, uh, you know, not as smart as Hank Pym, but he's very... Uh, oh, my God, what word am I looking for? Resourceful. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like he'll he'll figure out a way to get back. And I'm wondering, Avengers-wise, if, like, somehow these realms will kind of collide and maybe he'll find... I know there's supposed to be a soul realm that's mentioned that is in the comics. Really? 
that yeah. these that maybe they go to um so they're not really dead they're just kind of in this weird limbo like place and i'm wondering if that's what how ant-man somehow gets there <laughs> using whatever he has available on his suit and he ends up and he's like oh my god you're the avengers what are you doing here and somehow they have to figure out a way to get back i don't know um because I don't really see any way for him to get out of it to get back to his re- the, get back to the real world at this point without help from someone, and right. it's like the smartest people were all outside, you know. They right. can bring him back, so I have no idea unless he can communicate and like Michael Pena's character shows up and maybe they figure out a way to get him back. Right. Uh, I don't know, but I think it would be better to maybe tie up some of the like mystical stuff in Marvel. And kind of put the science side together too, and be like, "Oh, well, we call it the, you know, oh god, what's it fucking called in Doctor Strange? Sorry, <laughs> the astral plane, maybe? Is that what yeah. it is? I mean, yeah. maybe it's just like a different wor- word for magic versus science. I don't know. Uh, that would tie back with Thor one too, when he says, yeah. "You, you call it magic? It's our science." Yeah, yeah, that'd be kind of cool <laughs> as well. So. Um, that would be cool. I, I think it'd be really cool if he ran into like the vanished Avengers, you know. And, oh like, that's, man! That's, that's, Holy that, shit! That's the uh, that's yeah. how Scott like that's the he's helping them get over to the other side or something. Because hmm. I mean, then he would also if everyone exists there, he would meet up with Hank Pym, which would help him get out and everybody else get out. So maybe they won't have to use the Infinity Gauntlet and do the whole Nebula gets the Gauntlet thing and brings everyone back. I don't yeah. know. I mean, that sounds kind of cool to be, like, in a different realm with the, like, maybe they don't have their powers or, you know, but you got Hank Pym. He's a smart motherfucker, you know? So, plus with Janet being there and knowing the realms the way she does for being there for so long, you know, I don't know. It'd be interesting, for sure, but I I think that's the only theory I have, which might be totally wrong. Come on, Russo brothers. Bring out that movie. I'm ready for it. It's hard to fucking tell at this point. (laughs) Yeah. All right. No trailer, no teaser, no nothing. Stefan, you got any ideas? Do you need the questions read again? Uh, No. Okay. Uh, Yeah, maybe. No. (laughs) Uh, Um, Okay. No, I got it. Okay, okay. (laughs) What was the question? (laughs) Oh, my fucking God. All right. What will happen to Ant-Man and Avengers 4? How does he help take down Thanos? If at all, or and uh, how does Ant Man get out of the quantum realm to begin with? Um, yeah, I think in terms of him being stuck in the quantum realm, I think his, like what Maddie was saying, his um, resourcefulness is going to come into play, and I think he's going to start learning more about what his suit can do, uh, Pimtech. Okay. And uh, and 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 that's about as far as I could think. <laughs> Honestly, um, I have no idea how he's going to get out of there. I, I think Maddie's theory is 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 pretty valid too in terms of like because I think some people are considering all these people dead in the Marvel universe, and then I would consider them yeah being in some other realm because obviously Spider Man's not dead, you know. I mean, right? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, like well, I feel like know, it, it depends on how is how much another, they go into Doctor yeah. Strange's like afterworld yeah. shit, but or I think, some the I spiritual what, side of the Marvel universe. I think it yeah. all depends on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think what we're gonna learn with Scott being stuck in the quantum realm is um, less about like his scientific knowledge and his his ability to like adapt, and he's, he'll probably learn something 
he'll learn a lot of things about the quantum realm that will come into come in handy for him later or come into play later or you know to develop his him as a superhero um because now he's still he still seems like he's in the real early stages of that honestly i don't know i'd have to think about it more it's a conundrum with that uh, ending scene there, the post credit scene, that was like, I sort of kind of saw that kind of thing going to happen. Uh, like, you know, he's there during the whole Thanos snap. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as far as, I don't know how he'll get out. How did he even get out the first time? He the, used the, the big growy the device. Oh, he just kept yeah. on growing. No, I mean, he shoved that thing in his belt and hit the button so it would make him grow big because yeah. he had those discs he could throw to make things small and big. Yeah, he was oh, able yeah. to. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. He was able to resize himself back. I've only seen the first movie one time in the theater. Yeah. Uh, and that was one of our first uh, Superhouse episodes, by the way. We reviewed Ant-Man 1. <laughs> he might be able to use that healing energy or that canister to... to um, suck some kind of energy that will be useful in his oh yeah in his, in his situation because that's a that seemed like a really powerful tool you know maybe he'll yeah. heal somebody some fucking right. weird weird entity in that quantum realm and then they'll they'll be like all right let, let me help you get out of here I, hmm. I, I just think people at disney marvel are smoking dmt <laughs> at least for Doctor Strange, man. Well, well, <laughs> maybe well. even this one too. <laughs> anyway. Who knows? Uh, I, I, as far as how how he gets out, I gotta say it might have to do with Captain Marvel. Uh, yeah. I don't know how her powers deal with going to the quantum realm. I don't know much about her too much, but Kevin Feige said that she's the most powerful character in the Marvel universe, at least is the cinematic universe. So. Uh, we'll see how that happens, but I I don't know uh, like at all. Uh, yeah. I wish I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, we're near the end, everybody. So uh, let's start counting them in deeds up. Uh, <laughs> final thoughts and how many in deeds do you give this movie, Maddie? I love this movie. I thought it was a shit ton of fun. Um, I don't know why more people should see it. I feel like Ant-Man's kind of a hard sell because a lot of people don't know that character. And I feel like it's probably one of the people don't see that movie a lot. But when they do, I feel like my roommates and I watched it. And they're like, that movie is really fun. I was like, yeah, dude, it's fucking Ant-Man. Come on, it's Paul Rudd. They're like, nah, I don't know. But I feel like people just need to like take a chance because they're really fun uh, movies. Uh, I'm a fan. I never thought I'd be a fan of Ant-Man, by the way. <laughs> like That's uh, when they were like, we're going to make an Ant-Man movie. I was like, out of all the fucking Marvel films. <laughs> right, right, right. You're making Ant-Man. <laughs> For fuck's sake, this can't be good. You got me. You know what you're doing, Marvel. When are all we right, going to get Deathlock? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Jesus. But, uh, Century. I need, my man, I need my Man-Thing movie first, please. There was a Man-Thing um, movie, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, I watched this. Terrible. That's what Is I it heard, terrible? yeah. Oh, yeah, it's so bad. Um, but I watched it because I've seen all the Marvel movies. If Marvel put Boy. their name on it, I've seen it. Um, Damn. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, some of them I just <laughs> lucked into seeing. Like the what was the what was Generation X, the TV movie that came on forever ago? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that one. I watched. I was so excited when that came out on TV. I was, I was like, I don't, I don't even know that much about those characters, but I was excited because it was like as close as I was getting to like live action X Men. That'd be cool. Um, in deeds wise. 
ah, man, I want to go really high on this one, but I feel like people are like, that's insane. So I'm going to give it 9.5 out of 10 indeeds. Damn. All right. That's good. But I don't really know why I didn't give it the full 10. Because I didn't really. Okay, 10 out of 10. I'm just kidding. I loved it. I thought it was great. All right. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Stefan, your final thoughts on this here piece of cinema. Um, Well, watching this. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) While watching this movie, I was just really overjoyed at the fact that we've gotten this far with these Marvel movies and that they've been so successful. Marvel knocked it out of the park once again, in my opinion. Um,. Didn't have very many problems with it at all. I thought it was fun throughout. At times, it felt like a really fun adventure, like uh, non-serious Interstellar. <laughs> you know, yeah. it just had all these. I was like, this. I love Interstellar, but it makes me cry. And this one, I was like, I was like, this is fun. This is nice. Right. <laughs> you know, just like an adventure. It was such a. It was such good sci-fi. That's what I was thinking to myself. You know, lately I'm like, this is really great science fiction. That's true. Um, you get like tardigrades and quantum realms and shit. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Aliens of sorts. You know. Um, so I. What was I going to say? Uh, I uh, everybody turned in amazing performances. Like not a single moment was wasted on screen. I'd say I think everybody really like came at this one at the perfect angle. It just was like really good i think you know a lot of the women i know uh, a lot of my friends they were they were the most interested in ant-man and the wasp out of some of the more recent marvel movies um which was cool to hear you know what i mean i think you know it's like these are the big movies now and so now like women are getting a lot more (laughs) invested in the on-screen heroes and stuff not that they weren't before but um uh yeah out of indeeds i'm gonna go ahead and give this one because that's so much god dang fun a nine out of ten indeed <laughs> awesome yeah so i am very strict with giving it a 10 out of 10 i don't know how often i'm gonna be giving out those I throw that shit around i throw it around <laughs> like confetti bitch um, <laughs> but uh fucking i i'm gonna give this one nine <laughs> out of ten like yeah this i mean any kind of gripe it's gonna be very minor again no pena suit and could have done with some more um big pez dispensers or something like that Hell yeah. it'll be interesting if we ever get to all tens that'll yeah, be that, that'll be like <laughs> what the fuck ten, ten, ten. <laughs> <laughs> fucking amazing yeah. fucking ah somebody never happen somebody call the fire department <laughs> oh, we're losing our minds it's so good oh i want i wanted that man Oh yeah, Ooh, maybe, I don't want to jinx it. Knock on wood, right now, everybody, knock on wood. It's possible. That's, that. that. That's a possibility, dude. That's a possibility. Fucking um, Maddie's been. Uh, maybe this is gonna be like a backdoor pilot or whatever. But uh, <laughs> I'm thinking of a backdoor. I'm but. thinking about adding a new, a new, uh, <laughs> a new section to the show called theater experience. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I love had it, one dude. this time too. I love I it. I love too. it. I love it. <laughs> But before we get to yours, Maddie, uh, let me just get mine out of the way. Fucking, <laughs> there was some dude behind us that was like, <laughs> he I, he might have been slightly on the spectrum, but he fucking <laughs> every time a joke would uh, like somebody would say something funny, he would literally, dude, literally laugh like, ah ha 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 funny he laughed like a fucking comic book character like the, <laughs> like fucking the adams west joker cesar it's romero moments like that you know we're living in a simulation just saying 
it was so fucking weird and then whenever he was whenever they showed the quantum realm stuff he goes oh he was in the quantum realm like said it like that <laughs> and it wasn't a joke like this guy was 100% serious and we, and like everybody was looking back at this guy <laughs> did you get up and say shut up motherfucker people are trying to enjoy the movie how about you take a, a nice drink of shut the fuck up <laughs> a nice cup of shut the hell up and he's like this person's mad at me yeah dude it was yeah exactly he's just narrating his life god it oh, was man. so we, it was I, it was surreal i apologize for making light in the instance that this gentleman was in fact on the spectrum he more than likely was and there's no shortage of those on the spectrum that like come up put characters um i was sitting behind two children um <laughs> All right. Not like little kids, like well, maybe they were freshmen in high school. Oh. I don't know. But they just kept dropping fucking candy throughout the fucking movie. It's like, that's fine, but it was like hard candy. It wasn't like a gummy was hitting the floor. I mean, I wouldn't have heard that, but it was just like Skittles hitting the floor consistently. This is my favorite part of the podcast so far. And, um, <laughs> I mean, so there's that one part where fuck it gets really i think it's when michael douglas is going in the quantum realm and it gets really quiet and he just goes he goes wah and i was like what the fuck is happening (laughs) (laughs) he just did it because he knew that scene it was going to be quiet like and he did talk a little bit that's just a jackass um i did have but yeah he just did this loud fucking noise that was like why God damn it, why? And then they dropped more candy after that. Oh, and then the candy That's finally so stopped good. dropping. But it was fucking terrible. You I have a have new one... problem every time. It's never a repeat. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> if it becomes repetitive, it's just, I'm just going to be like, I'm going to turn around and be like, I just do something original. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've heard this yeah, one exactly. before. Sounds um, like I Seattle say, needs Alamo good, Draft House. Right? Um, I did have a good experience with the kid's reaction to when um, Scott Lang gets left in the quantum realm, this kid would, like, throughout Ant-Man, I would, like, peek over at him, was on the edge of his seat watching this movie. And I was like, man, this is like me at that age, watching yeah. any movie, yeah, yeah. you know? And so he's with his dad, and they're both watching this end credit scene. And he literally, like, jumps out of his seat. He was like, what? No! What? And, like, he, I was like, you had to know this was coming. Like, come on, kid. We gotta go kids. watch Infinity War! But uh, yeah, it blew his mind, and you could see his face, and it was incredible. Wow, that's that's kind of awesome. That's the good part of the story, huh? Yeah, yeah, that was that was a good reaction. I like. I mean, I've had. Um, I mean, I have bad ones, but I really like when people are just like still amazed by certain things in movies or surprised by them. Because yeah. the more film you watch, it's just like some stuff's not super surprising. You know, you're just right. like, oh, this is probably right. most likely going to happen. It's really hard to be like, oh my god. Like, I mean, in Infinity War, when people disappear, you're like, oh, my God, they're fucking doing it. But you kind of knew it was going to happen. I knew you know, something was going to happen, yeah. Stuff. Something big but, like um, that, of course, I just, yeah. I, I just love that kid's reaction. was just, <laughs> I was like, I wonder if, I like, kind of want to watch Infinity War with him, like, when he first saw it. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I just yeah. look over at him. Dad, why is that guy staring at me? I don't know. He's weird. <laughs> That's me. I'm the weird guy. That uh, kid's still recovering, <laughs> man. Want some candy? Yeah, right? Uh, but, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I love those reactions. So, it, uh, honestly, like, I was like, that pissed me off. But that kid's reaction, like, saved the rest of the movie for me. I was like, all right. 
But then the, that very end credit scene where the ants just drumming again, mm-hmm. or drumming, um, he was like, really? That's it? And I was like, kid, you get it. Because I needed more, too. <laughs> you and me, we're on the same page. These candy-dropping motherfuckers over here, though. Cool. So I think that brings us to a close. Unless there's any more final, final thoughts on Ant-Man and the Wasp. I think yeah. just theater experiences after every review, please. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I th- this, for is sure. this, this is this is it. This is the back door pilot. It's happened. <laughs> so Welcome good, man. Oh, pilot. also before we close this shit out, fucking um, this part anyway. So uh, anyway, after a quick commercial break, we will be back with the top cartoon hidden gems. This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. <laughs> yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. Like if you donate a dollar you'll be able to uh, give us a topic for us to talk about. And that's we'll talk dope. about for maybe an hour or more. Who knows yeah. how long it'll take. And that's pretty tight. <laughs> that's the coolest thing. <laughs> Wait, we're on the internet? That's pretty good. <laughs> if you and don- we can make money. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you donate $1,000, you get full frontal nudes. We haven't set that up, but it's a possibility. If you give us a grant, who knows what will happen. Check us out. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> You get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. It's I'm a million, I'll give you Joey for a weekend. <laughs> for $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project. 2018. <laughs> Links in the description. And we're now we're going into... What the fuck is this shit called, man? Top now- five. Cartoon hidden gems. Um, I'm gonna we're gonna go around and everybody's gonna say their top five in turns. And I'm gonna go ahead and start with Maddie. What's your number five? My number five is I don't know. I, so it's weird to like have this cartoon list with you guys because I feel like we've all seen all this. So some of mine I just think the random person wouldn't like would be like, oh yeah, I saw an episode. But like I loved most of the shit, so I saw a lot of episodes of it. Uh, my number five is the real Ghostbusters. I fucking yeah. love the shit out of this, and there's some creepy ass fucking uh, uh, creatures, ghosts that they have to fight in it. Like the Sandman episode is fucking creepy, uh-huh. the fucking Jack O' Lantern one. Uh-huh. Also, it's all on Netflix, and I've been watching it slowly, yeah. and it's so good still. Did you not watch it much when you were a kid? No, I watched it all the time as a kid. No. I just don't feel like when I was in school, I'd be like, yeah, you guys catch that real Ghostbusters? Like, what do you mean? I don't know what you're talking about. Really? Like, what? Damn, what a bunch of And I was like, no, but it's so... Yeah, but it was, like, so good. Oh, I love the fucking real Ghostbusters. Like, I remember seeing the real Ghostbusters before I saw Ghostbusters, and I was upset that Slimer didn't have a bigger role in it. Yeah, Yeah. I remember, like, Like, Slimer's a a villain? What? You know, I was confused. Like, he's got to get up to his antics. You always got to let them ghosts out. Come on, that's what Slimer do. Yeah. Right, right, right. But um, I that's one of mine. I don't. I mean, maybe it's not like hidden to like a lot of people who are like into the nerd, nerd and geek stuff. But yeah. I feel like to the everyday person, like a lot of people don't know about it or they can't name certain episodes. But I like I was rewatching like the first season. I was like, God, I remember all these, like all the, all the villains throughout this. 
And mm-hmm. I was like, this shit's awesome. I'm yeah. glad they put it all on Netflix. It was a really so, Matt, you had a taste for the macabre even as a child. <laughs> oh, I did. I loved it. <laughs> My daddy was like, this is called X-Files. And I was like, yes, let's watch it. <laughs> Fuck yeah, he does. Um, the macabre, yeah. Yes. Uh, hell yeah. Well, yeah, Ghostbusters was great. <clears throat> Sweet. So, Andrew, what was your top, what was your number five out of the top five cartoon hidden gems? My number five, and again, this is, I had the same problem as Maddie. Like, how hidden is it to most people? Like, it's very hard mm-hmm. to tell. Like, I know, so my pick is Dinosaurs, number five. And one of the reasons for nice. that is because, Stefan, you said you didn't even know about it. It might not have been played in your area at the yeah. time. Yeah. Shit just probably didn't have as much um, I was familiar with another cartoon that was popularized by dinosaurs and technology anyway go ahead yeah um, I actually uh, have some wiki information here on dinosaurs uh, for the listener dinosaurs is an animated television series uh, that was in the United States and Canada produced by Deke remember that shit D-I-C yeah yeah they did uh, yeah they did a lot of VHS I, they, right. they were always on, I think, USA when I lived in Alabama, I okay. think. like I remember they were always part of that. Um, they were originally plans by Galoob to release the Dinosaurs toy line, and prototype figures actually were produced, but the line was scrapped before the show was even canceled. Uh, the show follows the Dinosaurs and their battles against evil, the evil Tyrannos. Each group is composed of intelligent anthropomorphic dinosaurs and other prehistoric Saurian species. The Dinosaurs are also allied with four humans, and they're known as secret scouts and uh, it has a real badass uh, intro Uh, I kind of wish this is another reason why I think it's a hidden gem the the intro is so good I think really great 80s rock intro and it has like the narration of the kid being like we were all changed that night or something like that like when they met the dinosaurs I fucking love that shit I could do more of that like having a whole group of people change all together in one in one night I love it so Uh, I like that, too. But there's no covers. There's hardly any covers online. Oh, wow. And there's covers of every f- goddamn thing. It sounds like I have to break the old Gibson out. <laughs> yeah, you got to sing that shit, too, man. And, and, you know, it definitely needs that fucking vocal. But, my entire uh, life yeah. has led up to this moment. Dino Saucers is my number five pick, y'all. Nice. Awesome. Dinosaurs. Yeah, I wasn't uh, super familiar with that, um, but I'm going to check it out now for sure. Uh, so my top, uh, my number five out of the countdown is going to be the Adventures of Sam and Max, um, mm, yeah. that played on. I think it was Fox Kids. I generally was a Fox Kid kid. I was in the club. Um, oh yeah, I mean, I yeah. Think we all you know because because ABC had cartoons, CBS had cartoons, Disney owned one. You know, like sometimes I felt like they were a little too light for my taste, and Fox was the edge. And I was all about the edge, baby. Right, right, right. So, uh, right. <laughs> anyway, the adventures of Sa- the adventures of Sam and Max are about two detective uh, anthropomorphic uh, animals. One being a dog who's like the husky kind of like uh, the I don't know the kind of more put together, more straight laced kind of one. And then you had a little rabbit Max who's just all over the place. And I always loved those characters in shows: Bart Simpson, Daffy Duck, Plucky Duck. Uh, fucking Max in this anyway the wild child character you know he's always great and they were always getting up to antics and their solutions to solving their their issues were just like bonkers off the wall um, it was f- famous from being a comic book series which I have never read which I would like very much to read um, 
But yeah, that'll be my number five, Sam and Max. That shit was great. You should check it out. I only remember catching a couple of those episodes, and yeah, I could they never were funny, figure out when yeah, it. Yeah. I can never remember when it came on, so I would only randomly see them. So yeah. I didn't put it, but I remember really liking it. I just didn't see enough of yeah. it. Younger so I was millennials, stuff this that I watched a, a lot of. This is a problem, younger millennials listening to this show. If you didn't know when it came on, you just missed the shit. Um, mm. <laughs> oh, Matty, do you have anything else to say? No, that was it. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, so I was, was going to put it on my list, but I didn't because I didn't see enough of oh, it. Oh, nice. Yeah. I tried to pick stuff that I watched yeah. a lot of. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it. I always thought it was super funny, and I loved the art style of it um, quite a bit. Oh, it's so good. Um, so for our, run into our <laughs> running into our number four, uh, Maddie, what was your number four cartoon hidden gem? Beast Wars. Ooh. Fucking loved it. <laughs> nice. It was Transformer. It confused me when I first saw it, because I was like, that's Optimus Prime. And they're like, Optimus Prime. I was like, what the fuck is he a fucking gorilla? Oh right, and I could, right, like, right. and I didn't realize that, like, because I, you know, like, we go to the toy store, but like, the the toys hadn't come out yeah. on the show because I think they came, the show came out before, or like, in small town Kentucky, we didn't get the toys yet. Oh so, damn! Um, Cold blooded. Um, so I didn't really understand like what was going on or like why the show existed really. But I was like, man, there's he's an ape. All right, cool. I'll watch this. And I was like, oh my god, they have a fucking Velociraptor on their side. Fucking Megatron is a fucking T Rex. What the fuck yeah, is this? This is my was- shit. No pun um, intended. Love, it was wild, baby. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I just liked it. I mean, I just thought it was cool. I like seeing them as animals instead because I've never been like a car dude. So I like Transformers, but just when they were like being like, I was more into animals and dinosaurs. I was like, this is my shit, dude. Yeah, it didn't make any sense why they scanned them and became them, but whatever. Uh, I loved it. I liked that. I didn't even mind the like the CG of it. I was just like, "This is cool. This is different. This is yeah. the, basically." I looked at it as a kid and went, "This is the future." Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's so realistic. Look at that dude. shit now, though, man. But That's I remember watching. I remember watching this and reboot, which I should have yeah. put reboot oh, more yeah, than I think about definitely. it. But reboot's a good uh, one. Reboot was fucking. This sick is taking too. so long. It's gonna last a whole second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, Beast Wars is my number four pick. I I don't know how much people talk about it in the Transformers world, but I feel like it's yeah. You know, when you see c- people collecting it's, Transformers, it's pretty, I never see any Beast Wars. Like when we, because I, the fans are there, dude. They're yeah, definitely Beast there. Wars is is very well liked in the Transformers scene. I was it most certainly living, is yeah. living with the Transformer fan, and it's cool. uh Beast Wars was great. I liked the I liked the vibe of the pre these futuristic machines being locked in the in this primitive in the past basically in this primitive uh, era. Um, Beast Machines was also really good. Pretty dark, um, pretty bleak, uh, but that was like a whole other beast pun intended unto itself. Um, <laughs> moving on, Andrew, what do you? Uh, what was your number four pick? All right, you may have heard of Tiny Tunes. Oh shit! You may have tiny heard of and they're tuned. You may have, no, no 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 no. That's not my pick. <laughs> you oh. may have heard of Animaniacs. <laughs> you may have heard of Pinky and the Brain. You may have even heard of Freakazoid. But there's one that fucking nobody seems to fucking know about except for me. It's called Hysteria, uh, and it is an animated series Great that cartoon. fucking uh, was in the '90s and early 2000s, where it kind of taught kids history. Yeah, it, it went Great like cartoon. it's weird. They went from like uh, from Tiny Toons was sort of like conservative com- com- comedy wise, uh-huh. and then you go all the way down the line to, to Freakazoid, and it was just zany. 
Yeah. And then they went way back to conservative again, kind of with hysteria. And I remember yeah. learning shit about Leonardo da Vinci from this fucking show when I was a kid. I think it was on Fox. It must have been yeah. on Fox uh, yeah. Kids. But um, it was. Uh, I forgot about this, but this wiki also was saying that it was a Saturday Night Live style sketch comedy show yeah. with its cast often filling the roles of historical figures. And uh, it says it was their most ambitious project since Animaniacs, which is kind of weird because nobody seems to fucking know about it. Uh, yeah. But hey, that's why it's on the Hidden Gems, man. Everybody check it out. It was uh, It's very much in the same style, vein, comedy style, pretty much as all those other shows, uh, Tiny Toons and Freakazoid and shit. So yeah, um, kind of, yeah uh, Hysteria, man, with an I, not a Y. Yeah, Hysteria was a good cartoon, man. That was really funny. Um, you know, and it was Animaniacs was kind of did that too, but they dipped in and out of history or pop culture and stuff when they were like the next person they were annoying or whatever. And then so Hysteria right. kind of took that and opened itself up with more freedom within individual sketches. They didn't have to like tie together a cast of characters as as far as right, I remember. Right. Right. Yeah, the comedy um, was more free. Can I also say I never liked Pinky and the Brain? What? <laughs> Oh did, my god! I did not look like they were. They what were like we a. What did not pinky? They, they, <laughs> brain, brain. <laughs> they came in through uh, Animaniacs, right? And you know they had all yeah. kinds of like other kind of uh, mini uh, sketches or whatever in Animaniacs. Yeah, and that was like uh, my least favorite, and that became its own fucking show. Anyway, all right. You I'm say done. you like science. <laughs> 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 Try to take over the world. I got to work on my brain. Oh yeah. Um, anyway. Um, Moving on to my number four pick, uh, I'm going to say The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest. Oh, um, shit. A Cartoon Network original. It. Yeah, that played on my, yeah, on, on Toonami when I got off school after school in, like, early high school um, and late middle school. And I remember that I was, like, a teenager, you know, but I still wanted adventure and excitement, you know? I didn't really, I was kind of a loner kid. I didn't really hang out with kids much. I would rather be watching cartoons. You're the same toys. way now. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically do exactly the same thing. Um, <laughs> Just more weed now. Yeah, way more weed, definitely. Wish I had weed back then. Um, oh, man. Man, Haji's crazy, bro. <laughs> Haji, that's my dude. Oh, it been like he was a total burnout. Um, but The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest was the updated version of the uh, Johnny Quest series from the like late 70s, early 80s. Uh, era, which was also a really great cartoon. I love that old, you know, adventure. The voices, iconic Hanna Barbera voices and shit. Um, but the real adventures of Johnny Quest, they did. Uh, if I remember, they did every now and again. They would do like some of that cell shaded animation within the cartoon, oh, yeah. and it just felt like very modern and or it felt more futuristic. It just felt like. You know, they really did an amazing job of telling these really compelling stories with these great characters in a, in a contemporary way. And just like I felt like every episode was so good. Um, and I know a few people that I know watched it as well, but, you know, it never pops up in conversation, I think. Um, I, I remember this show. So this is a time when Dexter's Lab and Powerpuff Girls and Johnny Bravo were big on Cartoon Network. Yeah, they're all comedy shows. So for me, I watched it a little bit. And I, and I remember it, at the time it felt like this is Cartoon Network's premier action show. Right, yeah. And it was you know? just so damn good. It was like meat and potatoes, you know? <laughs> it was awesome. I love I love Johnny Quest. And I actually I'm having an inkling to go back and watch um, a few of the episodes, whatever I can, whatever I can get in. Um, good shit. Yeah. Did you ever watch that show, Maddie? 
Johnny Quest. Oh, the I Adventures. fucking love the Real Adventures of Johnny Quest. That was my shit, and uh, <laughs> you'll see it. You'll hear me talking about it real soon. <laughs> oh man, that's good. Um, moving on to our number three pick. What do you say, Maddie? Andrew already said it, but it's my number three, Dino Saucers. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I just love really? it. It's dinosaurs. They talk. Yeah. I've never fucking, fucking seen this Except show. You should be watching that shit. I mean, uh, uh, it's, uh, okay. it's good, man. You'd like it. I think cool. you'd like Is it. Is it? So, all right. We'll move on with the list. We'll keep, we'll keep going. Um, um, yeah, definitely got to see Dino Saucers now. Yeah. At least watch that fucking intro, dude. Holy uh, shit. Okay, I will. One Sounds of the best great. '80s intros in like ever. They were also fucking yeah. good, man. Those they were animators they were cranking it out, man. Like you know, you know, you didn't get dinosaurs. I didn't get mask. I didn't know about mask to the end. Oh, mask was cool. Yeah, mask almost made my list, but I feel like that that one was kind of popular for the time. So there's a few that maybe were hidden gems that I wanted to pick, but I felt like they were kind of popular. Anyway, yeah, yeah. It's there's a lot of them actually. This is there's so many good fucking cartoons, man. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, dinosaurs for Maddie as well. Ting ting. Got to watch that shit. Stefan, you slacking. Um, my <laughs> or Andrew. What, Andrew, what's your number three pick? You said right. again. So, uh, it's it. It's. Did you ever? Did you guys ever watch Two Stupid Dogs? Yes, dude. Nice. <laughs> yes. I fucking love that show. We watched that so much, man. I love. That's so funny. I love and Two it, Stupid it's Dogs. It's two parter, but they were all, they're part of the same show. The Secret Squirrel. Yes. Uh, and that, uh, God, dude. Uh, Morocco Mole. <laughs> and Morocco Mole. Oh my God, dude. Uh, I Mor- love that show. <laughs> and that, they had that character that 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 old dude that was like, isn't that cute? But it's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was so, good. It was like it was like a Ren and Stimpy that wasn't so fucking like uh, gross and nutty. Right, it was just right, more, right, It right. was just the stupidity of it was just so artfully done. It was like a cute Dumb and Dumber, but they were dogs. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, Basically. And, you know, I have I have a very personal attachment for some reason about like dogs and movies, especially in animation, and like whether or not they got it right because that's right, right, about right. Dogs, and I felt like. Two stupid dogs like nailed just the behavioral kind of things and had a lot of fun with that. And that's the best cartoon ever. <laughs> that's such a good pick, man. It is. It, it, I loved it, man. Yeah. So that's my number uh, three. Yeah. Nice, Maddie. Do you already, already, oh, okay, already Stephen. Went. I'm so sorry. I'm very, <laughs> you were fucking I'm, this up. Stephen. I'm very stoned. No, it's fine. I Don't got worry this. about it. it it's funny. This. It's hilarious. Um, my number three pick on this one is going to be COPS. C-O-P-S. There's an acronym for... Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Hold on. Oh, I just had this in front of me. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's funny to mention. Sorry. God damn it. Sorry. I'm sorry. 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 I'm very sorry. sorry. Okay. Oh, <clears throat> my my number three pick is COPS. Uh, it was in, which was an acronym short for Central Organization of Police Specialists Fighting Crime in a Future Time. And I'm like, hell yeah! I thought the the characters were really well realized, like cool designs, great line of action figures, um, and the bad guys were really good. Doctor Bad Vibes and Big Boss and. It was it was really futuristic, and at the time I was like, every one of these characters is awesome. There was like, there was one who had one of the cops had like an extendo arm, like the long arm of the law kind of thing. There was another oh, dude that's, who had that's like, awesome. there was another guy who had a a, a a Rex Bowser pointer. He had a canine robot, um, a PJ Long Arm O'Malley Baldwin bulletproof <laughs> vest. 
<laughs> he was like name, the dude. Baldwin bulletproof vest was the main guy. He was the one who says the fighting crime in a future time. He kind of narrates the uh, the opening and the theme is magnificent, man. It's the best. It's kind of like on par with Stranger Things. It's the badass like synth, dark dancey goodness. Um, <laughs> and you had all these really great, colorful characters. Like a, a, they had, there was like fifteen of them: mainframe, bullseye, hardtop, barricade, highway, mace. Um, and then the bad guys were even better: uh, misdemeanor, <laughs> wow. uh, Doctor Bad Vibes, Berserko, <laughs> Brandon, Big Boss, ba- Babble, Buzz Bomb, Nightshade, Buttons, McBoom Boom, <laughs> Squeaky Clean. <laughs> and didn't Chuck Patton worked on this shit too, right? Oh yeah, that's right. And I was, I'm like, again, shout out Chuck Patton. You're the man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I love Cooley Cops. Was, Cops is great. And I've gone back and watched a few of the episodes. They're pretty engaging. The comedy's great. It's hokey. Um, you know, it feels like if, if, if Robocop wasn't already a Saturday morning cartoon and was a Saturday morning cartoon with more characters. That was See, stupid. this is one I missed entirely. Oh, man. So yeah, good. Yeah, I missed this one, too. Yeah. Uh, I'll send you the theme. It's amazing. Um, yeah, but that's I'm looking my forward no- to that. Did you ever watch that one, Maddie? Oh, no, I never got to see it. Fighting crime in a future time. The toys were so good. There was always a motorcycle guy, and had to, I had to have the motorcycle guy. Um, you know, with like t- all these, all these like hipsters going on liking shit. Ironically, we're talking about like '80s themes a lot. Yeah, I like them unironically. I fucking love them. Man, the '80s were fucking great. Yeah, they were awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love pretty being, much. I, yeah. I, I, I consider myself a '90s kid, but I was born in '84, so you know. Like yeah. right on the cusp there, man. We got a lot of that good stuff right at the end, and then just a ton of great stuff for the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking happy man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so happy man. Oh man. <laughs> Animation. Oh, oh dude. It's the truest form of human expression, man. Derp. All right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Oh, baby. Anyway, um, uh, so we're going into the number two pick here. Maddie, go ahead. Fire at the hip, baby. Oh, well, you already said this one, Stefan. The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest. Hell that yeah. was my <laughs> shit. I fucking love that show. I could not get enough of it. Yeah. I was shit. really upset every time an episode ended. I was like, God, I just want to watch so much more of this. If I could have only had Netflix then, <laughs> it would have been amazing. Because I would have just rewatched it all the time, but yeah. maybe that was the beauty and the why I love them so much because I couldn't watch it all the time. But God, that show was so good. Because I liked the original Johnny Quest too. Because my dad, I'd watch it at my grandmother's house. Like it, like they would do it like on Nick or something. They would show it at like on Nick at Night or something, like late sometimes. I think uh-huh. back in the day, there's a Johnny Quest uh, run going on now too in the comics where it's like a Mad Max meets Johnny Quest type of vibe or something. What? Oh, shit, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go fucking read that. Oh my god! But yeah, I always liked the original Johnny Quest, but I always thought I was like, man, it's kind of lame. The action isn't that good. And then I saw the real adventures of Johnny Quest. I was like, this shit is sick. It's like Indiana Jones but cooler. <laughs> And he's my age. What? They really are fucking up not making a goddamn Johnny Quest movie. What the fuck, dude? I know. It'd be so good. Live action. I just think, just give me another Real Adventures of Johnny Quest cartoon, man. I don't need a movie. A Netflix original series, please. Just fucking right to the vein. That would be cool. That would be cool. Oh, God. 
so Jesus. Good. I haven't seen you this fucking like so into good. it in a long time, <laughs> Stefan. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm a different man than I was from last week. All right. And I, and I hope you will too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Woo! Um, all right, so uh, number two pick. Uh, uh, oh, uh, yeah, great series, great series. Number two pick, Andrew. <laughs> Sorry, I just feel like I should comment on on everyone that said um, like you're a host, yeah. being a good host. Yeah, man, I got to put a little effort in this time, you know. I get. We've all seen uh, past performances. Yeah, uh, yeah, I got it. Uh, I had a hard time with with number two for some reason. I know that's weird, but because um, you're a punk. <clears throat> I, I put uh, Turbo Teen. There's only 13 of these, and one season ran from 84 to 85. Don't know how I caught it, but uh, it's literally about a t- teenager that can transform into a car, <laughs> a sports oh, car. I know this show. Yeah. yeah, I know this show. What is and it called? Turbo Teen. Oh, my God, dude. It, it Andrew's was, like, fuck yeah, hell yeah. I mean, it was weird because... I, I, Do you like Mario Speedwagon too? Yeah, and as far... Like, I remember, like, he... Like, if he, like... Like got hit by water or something, he could turn into fucking uh, turn into the car or something, something like that. Like they were like washing his hands and his hands turned into uh, to the wheels or something. Yeah, it's a weird fucking show. It was very <laughs> weird, but that was that was the eighties, everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah, only thirteen episodes, but um, yeah, that's my pick. Nice, nicely done. Um, what was it again? I'm sorry. Turbo Teen. Turbo Teen. Like Turbo Frank Walker was also a I voice on the this. Name. Yeah, Turbo Teen. I never. I came across that one, kind of doing a little bit of research. I'd never actually seen that. Um, I got to check it out. Sounds dumb as hell, but I'll look. I'll look into it. <laughs> uh, it's just Dang. a. It's just a weird hidden gem. I don't know if it's I'm like an amazing hidden gem. Kidding. Like as far as. I guess it's number two because of how hidden it is. Wow. All right. Cool. I'll have to check it out. AJB yeah. picks, man. You got to yeah. do it. You got to yeah. do it. Um, don't mess with that. <clears throat> My number two pick on the top five cartoon hidden gems is going to be The Adventures of Bucky O'Hare. Oh, my yeah. God, yeah. I wanted to put that, too, but it was another one I had only seen a couple episodes of. Okay, yeah. yeah. Did you ever watch this one, Andrew? I watched... This is the thing. It was hard to find in my area. I, yeah. I think I saw one episode when I was real, real young, and I remember the toys, and I remember the NES game yeah. a yeah. lot. So I was pretty familiar with it even though i hadn't seen the show i think i actually I think i actually owned the toy like the, of him yeah such uh, good toys the designs they just re-released a new kind of like classics line of these toys that got oh, really? hands on um with the bucky O'Hare and then the duck with the forearms i forgot what his name was anyway i might have even rented the nes game but I, yeah dude oh, I, yeah. I just never really saw uh, maybe one yeah. episode dead maybe dead one. eye duck that's his name dead eye duck what a badass darkwing duck um anyway bucky o'hare so for the fans that don't know or or or, or have not heard of this one great cartoon based on the comic book series from late or 78 79 it looks like uh 80 ran till about 84 i don't know um, the storyline of Bucky O'Hare follows a parallel universe where war is ongoing between the inept United Animals Federation and the Sinister Toad Empire. The United Animals Federation is an interplanetary republic run by sapient mammals, while the Toad Empire is controlled by a vast computer system known as Complex, with a K. 
uh, all capitals, which nice. has led to the highly consumerist toad population to fight an expansionist campaign against the rest of the galaxies. We're talking rebels and war and interdimensional, or not interdimensional, but another dimension. This wacky dimension where this all-out war is happening with these anthropomorphized alien animals, and it's fucking incredible, man. I don't remember watching the entire series, but I remember watching, uh, you know, at least like ten episodes. Honestly, I'd like to, um, I'd like to get down on that. I'd like to get my hands on those toys, and the comics obviously would be cool to have. Um, but that's my pick for my number two. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so to round out this list, I know we all thought long and hard about our number one, uh, Maddie. What do you say? There was only one true choice. Gargoyles by Disney. I fucking love this show. And I don't feel like when I was in school, kids were talking about it. And I was like, I'm just going to keep it to myself then. Yeah. (laughs) But I loved all the characters. I loved everything. It was kind of like a darker Disney show, which was sick. Yeah. 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 Um, It was kind of their answer to the Batman, the animated series at the time. Yep. Yeah. And it was just so good. And I remember why, like, for a while, I could, like, catch it all the time. And then every once in a while, it would just, like, pop up with, like, a rerun. And I'm like, oh, my God. Because I remember they used to do like those marathons back in the day for cartoons too, and I was uh, watch Disney and be like, "God damn it, Disney, give me that Gargoyles mar- marathon now!" But I had yeah. so many of the, I had like most of the figures and stuff. Yeah, like I, I could not ones. get enough of it. And to hear that Jordan Peele wants to make a fucking animated Gargoyles movie, oh, but kind of love you. So yeah, bad. I know. That's some fucking good-ass news right there, isn't it? That'd be tight. I mean, I lo- even yeah. if it's not a movie and a new series that he just has control over, fuck, man. Like, Netflix to original. Me. Right to Dude. the brain. Dude. Ugh, right to the cortex, Please bro. just don't Disney XD it, because it's so hard to watch. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's my number one pick. I, don't, nice. I feel like we, we all know about it here on this yeah. podcast, but... I don't know, man. I just love that show, and I don't That's feel like enough people know about it. Definitely a solid number one. I think, uh, yeah, I don't. I think you're right. I don't think I heard much people talking about it when it was around, and I was like, "Are you all aliens? What's wrong with you?" Gargoyles is amazing. The involvement of you know Star Trek cast members doing voices, the toy line. Um, it's ripe for a reboot for sure, and uh, I'm gonna go back and watch some of those episodes. Gargoyles was the shit. Mm-hmm. Nice pick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andrew, what's your number one, man? Bring the heat. Man, mine, mine's based mainly on how hidden it is. I don't even know if any of you guys have seen it. <laughs> Bad uh, so uh, it, it, it wasn't even a series. I think there's only like two or three of them. Uh, so it was part of this cartoon series called What a Cartoon on Cartoon Network. It was, uh, it was called Yucky Duck. <laughs> it was, it was really. It, it's it's really like it's by Fred Fred Seibert. If you remember who he is, it made just a bunch of like kind of weird. It's weird slash. Yeah. I don't know what you call it. Like it was slightly like, like Ren and Stimpy, but like really shitty animation. Yeah. But there was something kind of cool about it. Yucky duck. Uh, huh? Y u c k i e, and yeah, it's I just. It's ridiculous, but uh, wow. I did watch it several times, pretty much every time it was on, I think. And this, I believe, was part of some vote that Cartoon Network had to get the first Cartoon Network original show on the air. This Because kids, 
if you're listening, Cartoon Network was not, if you even know what fucking Cartoon Network is anymore, but it wasn't really defined in the beginning. They used to just play fucking Bugs Bunny and old Johnny Quest uh, and a bunch of other shit. They didn't have their own fucking cartoons for the longest time. Maybe my area got Cartoon Network really early on. I don't know what it is, but uh, they would, yeah, so uh, there was this vote for Dexter, Powerpuff Girls, (laughs) And Yucky Duck. Guess one. Di- guess which one didn't win. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was all part of that. And that was in 1995. So yeah, Yucky Duck. Uh, mainly not because it was super awesome. It was pretty uh-huh. good. And I did watch it a lot. But just it does have a weirdness factor to it. Cool. Uh, and it is definitely pretty much hidden. Yeah. I have not heard of that. I'll have to check that out. Yucky Duck, baby. Get on yeah. that Yucky Duck. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> Um, yeah, so uh, you know, I think for my list, I tried to kind of dig pretty deep. So I do have a list of honorable mentions that I won't go into in like super detail after. I've my got one, one honorable mention. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. me too. Hell okay. yeah, hell yeah. Um, so, but my number one pick is going to be a cartoon called The Bionic Six. Um, do you guys remember this cartoon at all? Yes, I do. I remember it's- the name. Yeah. Uh, Bionic 6, it was kind of, I don't know how closely based it was off of, like, you know, the Bionic Man, the Bionic Woman, but it was, like, an animated series that played off of there being a family. They had, like, two of their own kids, a helper assistant, and then, like, an an ethnic adopted kid. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, So it was was like, I'm sorry, I don't know the the terminology to use right now. No, I get you. Um, (laughs) Much love, much love, much love, one love, much love. Um, <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but uh, Bionic Six was awesome. It was like the families, you know, it, they were they given superpowers by the marvels of modern science. You know, it says in the opening, the the theme is amazing. The costumes are awesome. Futuristic vehicles, and everybody has like cool abilities. One of the characters who I thought was so badass, the toy line, was amazing for these such good little hunks of plastic man but my favorite character <laughs> my favorite character was like the brother the, the, like middle brother or whatever and he had like the you know they all had like their x-men style uniform but he had like a red coat over and a baseball helmet and a baseball bat and he was like a badass and he would use like baseballs and hit them into people and everybody was just like so cool and it was kind of hokey family fun or hokey kind of family moments and stuff but it all lent to how fun the cartoon was i had recently watched uh you know a handful of episodes and they're pretty good um great adventures and really cool concepts they really dig they don't dig super deep but they really get into like the whole miracles of modern science you know and how science can create the bionic family and um and then the villains come in i don't remember much of the villains uh in there but really great cartoon the theme is amazing check it out i'll send it uh, to you guys for sure yeah. Okay. So one, before we move to yours, just want to state that I thought one of you guys was going to put this on your list, so I think it deserves a mention, and it would have been on my list, probably in the top three. I think it deserves mentions. Dino Riders. So because I gilded it up because I didn't want to spoil it, would have been higher on my list, but I think it's there to mention in competition with Dino Saucers. Dino Riders is my shit. Great toy line. I'm oh, very surprised course. neither of you guys picked it. Um, but anyway, I saw I just more Dino Saucers than I saw Dino Riders. Okay. Yeah, I had a lot of Dino here. Riders Fair toys. Enough. Maybe it was a region thing. I don't know. I was more, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, I think I was aware of Dino Riders, but Dino Saucers played more in my area, and, uh... Yeah, um, but just to run through my honorable mentions real quick, this would have made it higher on my list, but again, I was trying to go for stuff that I felt like was pretty obscure, so Exo Squad is my first honorable mention. Uh, Matt Johnson, that's his favorite, like, of all oh, time. so good, great toys, good cartoon, great concept, like, Interstellar, Space Opera, War, kind of remind you of Starship Troopers. It's really what Starship Troopers should 
have been if it was it's kind of closer to the book anyway uh, my, my next honorable mention is the Men in Black series they also did the Godzilla oh, series good. really good animation really quirky the Men in Black series did what I think uh, the sequels couldn't and just had really good J&K adventures really cool aliens great animation um, my other honorable mention is Barnyard Commandos oh uh, I was so into that for like <laughs> yeah. a month or two when I was a kid bro yeah a great line of toys as well um, I don't remember too many episodes I just like the concept these like anthropomorphized cows and barnyard animals that are going to war with each other a lot of war cartoons back in the late 80s or in the 90s but hey fuck it um, yep, yep. the state of the world world's world uh, my other one is going to be James Bond Jr. on my honorable list uh, really good fun good spy stuff great toys um, inventive stuff very futuristic he was kind of a punk kid always remember the end of it uh, uh, they're like what's your name James Bond James Bond Jr. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and I was like hell yeah off to school uh, Mighty Max was also a really good one great little yeah, so uh, good. yeah great little clamshell playset kind of toys with little mini figures who are also the it's the brother series to the Polly Pocket series um, but I remember this was an early morning cartoon. Oh my and just god, re- I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. The the idea of a kid being transported into some strange dimension and making allies and fighting some great cause just really captures my imagination. And Mighty Max set me off for adventure every day before school. Um, and you know, I ate my cereal and I was into it. Mighty Max was great. Um, last two, Super Dave, the Super Dave Osborne cartoon. I know um, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. If you're, yeah. if you're, uh, you know, if you're familiar with, um, I forget what his name. He's in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, I forget what his name is in that. Uh, but the guy who played Super Dave back in the day, the comedian, he's also in Curb Your Enthusiasm. But anyway, his voice is so iconic to me. It makes me nostalgic to hear it. Super Dave was my dude, man. I love the there was bumbling. a Japanese character too, right? Uh, yes, I think there was. Yeah. Fuji. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I love the idea of the bumbling stuntman and everything. So good. Super Dave is great. And I last looked t- up, uh, oh, just yeah, just to add to that, I was I considered adding that to my list because I was really into that for a while. Um, I love Super Dave. It's about a stuntman, like an evil Knievel type of guy. And yeah. uh, uh, apparently, I didn't know this at the time, but they from season one to season two like the Asian American League asked that they change the representation of Fuji because uh, it was a little bit too stereotypical yeah <laughs> so, yeah, yeah so uh, yeah oh uh, yeah love Super Dave um, and then last I think I feel it's good to mention is Attack of the Killer Tomatoes which I think is one of the earliest animated series I I, I can remember ever watching um, also yeah. Swamp Thing Ink the Cat blah 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 so many cartoons Swamp Thing aired five episodes yeah yeah I looked up that shit too. Yeah, I like. I actually do like those animated Swamp Thing toys as well. Yeah. Anyway, so those are my honorable mentions. Several. That's my list. You guys got Maddie. You got some honorable mentions. I do. I have more that now that we started talking, but I'll run through them. Uh, Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. Was the kids' cartoon version. I mean, I watched both, but it was nice because I would watch like tells from i watched tells from the crypt keeper and my dad would be like you want to tell from the crypt i'm like hell yeah dude that's like two episodes sick these titties in that one yeah they is so <laughs> many uh, uh pirates of dark water nice oh Good my one. god i did Ren. i was not like like you guys watch johnny quest like i actually this kind of tells how we are now right like i didn't watch a lot of the action cartoons except for like well i guess transformers and shit but i did watch pirates of dark water all the time for some reason that show really got to me yeah it was good uh street yeah. sharks nice street sharks baby uh godzilla the series by the MM, uh, men in black guys i really liked it just because they really would good. work with godzilla a lot and i always thought that was really cool 
And then, I, just because you mentioned it, and I was, like, in my head, the Swamp thing, but I know it didn't run very long, and I have, like, some random VHS tapes with the episodes on it, but Swamp Thing, the, the animated series, was sick, because I love Swamp Thing. Nice. I only have one, and it's it's one that I didn't watch as a kid, uh, which is why it kind of wasn't on my list as well, but I think it does deserve a mention, because I have watched it recently via the internet. Uh, yeah. It's Visionaries Knights of the Magical Light. Yeah. I science, those are great toys, too. Yes, yeah, science fantasy media franchise consisting of a line of action figures from Hasbro, released in 1987, uh, and had a comic book series by Star Comics. And uh, the toy line was not successful, which led to both the series and the comic being canceled after a short run. It only had 13 episodes, but uh, I watched this recently. Great designs, great look, great opening song. Kind of mixes science and fantasy uh, how it wants. I think mainly fantasy, though. And... uh, just you know uh, just knights and fucking magic man i mean how can you go wrong on top of that uh it was announced in in uh, 2015 by hollywood Perfor- reporter which is a very one of the most uh dependable magazines out there for for movie news is that they will be combining visionaries with gi joe micronauts mask and rom together in their in the in hasbro's own movie universe Damn. Yeah. Cool. Hollywood yeah, Reporter cool. also said that Michael Chabin, the guy that wrote fucking uh, Spider-Man Two, and Brian K. Vaughn, and some other people, uh, a lot of other people, are in the writer room for all these. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. That, yeah. Michael Chabin uh, won a Pulitzer for a book he wrote, actually, wow. too. So that that motherfucker's no joke. The toys so, yeah. are the toys are really cool. They had a hologram kind of thing where all the characters were. They had like a hologram chest piece. Yeah, um, yeah, and and I remember thinking that was so cool. I vividly remember being able to buy a VHS and the figure or something like that, uh, or maybe it's two separate events. But I just remember like really liking it for a while. It's kind of dark, you know. It's really dark fantasy for a kid that age. Right, right, right. And the toys reflected that, and then I just remember, I remember watching it uh, and just being like pretty into it for sure. So you actually did see it when it was on. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I loved it. I rented it from, oh, wow. that's what it was. I rented, I remember one time I was really bummed out because I rented a VHS uh, from the store and we put it in and that tape was all damaged so I didn't get to watch my cartoon. Mm-hmm. I bet I threw a fucking fit over that shit. The, also, you hear, uh, well, Peter Cullen does a, Peter Cullen yeah. does a voice and also uh, yeah. whoever does Starscream, I don't know that guy's name yeah. offhand, but that voice is so, like, you know that Starscream yeah. as soon as you hear it. Yeah. He doesn't it. change it that much for Visionaries. Yeah, and uh, real quick, a pup named Scooby Doo, also hilarious. Love that shit back in the day. And uh, yeah. that's it for me. <laughs> the, the New Adventures of He Man was great, great toy line. Anyway, well, <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot for sure. Thank you guys for indulging me that. Thank you, Superhouse Podcast listeners, for listening to the top five cartoon hidden gems. Um, coming up next, elephants washing cars. <laughs> <laughs> and also uh, thanks Shasta and Matt Herring dude you should have said something man I didn't know uh, we don't ch- we don't check the fucking Patreon page as much as we probably thank should thank you brother thank <laughs> you uh, my man he is Patreon my patron man. and you're also a tear up man uh, actually so we gotta be sending you more of the uh, early access stuff definitely so yeah, uh, yeah we'll be Matt I'll try more. and finish some of that for you we I need mean. to actually uh, hook him up with the uh, little behind the scenes here, guys. Uh, but uh, if I can yeah. put him on the uh, 
how to Howard to get his tier to see behind the scenes shit or early access stuff in Patreon itself. You just got bottle service. Yeah, some uh, we we need to figure that out. Anyway, we're gonna figure that out. <laughs> also, we have a bunch of fucking great shit coming to you very soon. We have uh, we're, I'm gonna be in San Diego for Comic Con, uh, and then um, hopefully gonna be doing a video there, and that'll be up at, shortly after that. Check out our YouTube in general. And we also have a lot of new fucking interviews planned also, man. Um, we have some pretty cool shit, as usual. And oh, yeah. uh, as of today, we have uh, Superhouse shirts. They're on tpublic.com. You can check out check out the uh, initial design uh, there on uh, Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, and all that. And there's a link in all those things. And, uh, and also, Stefan, you get a fucking new hot package, huh? Yeah, hot, new hot packages coming soon. It's revamped. We got the pilot season out the way. We're heading into season one. That was season zero. This is season one. Coming at you, baby. <laughs> hot package. It's gonna be fucking tight. Yes. I, and as soon as I film, I can start buying more toys. So that'll nice. Be nice. <laughs> I am a Thunderwolf Drew on Twitter, and uh, Thunderwolf Lives on Instagram. If do you guys have any uh, social media shoutouts? Uh, I'm Old Beardo on Instagram. On Instagram, I'm S-T-F-N-S-N-T-C-R-Z. Uh, there's a lot of cool pictures I took when I was on my travels. Um, I don't post very often. Sometimes when I go to metal shows, metal shows, <laughs> I post some cool pics. Um, but other than that, check out our YouTube channel, Like a Mud Trucker. Hit subscribe. Be sure to hit that bell next to subscribe so you can get notifications about new videos and updates and shit through YouTube. Um, and that's all I got to say about that. Oh, and also check out, we have a newly revamped superhousepod.com site. It's actually still needs a little bit of tweaking going on, but it's good enough to, to check out right now. We have all the links to all of our shits on there, so uh, check that out as well. Check it out, baby. Superhousepod.com. <laughs> all right. This is Andrew signing off. This is Maddie. Bye. This is Stefan, and you know, cows don't look like cows on film. You gotta use horses.